Today's episode is brought to you by Diane Kinlaw of Go Prime Mortgage and Jamie Tulak of EXP Realty. A quick note for our listeners, this episode was recorded before the murder of George Floyd in Minneapolis and the subsequent protests that have been happening all over our country. And this is an important moment in U.S. history, and we stand with the protesters against this injustice and in hopes of the positive change that our country needs. Listening to the Guys Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit guyswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. Welcome to the Guys Who Do Stuff podcast. I'm Joe. And I'm Jose Cuervo. Jose Cuervo. That brings up a good point. I heard a stat that said that drinking or alcohol sales have gone up by like 50%, 60%, which is crazy. Is that why you're Jose Cuervo? No, I just like saying Jose and then <laughs> adding different names to it. I really am not drinking Jose Cuervo right now. <laughs> it's a little early. It's a little early in the afternoon. But we're week 27 billion into this quarantine thing, and we're still going strong. People are starting to come out probably enough to make you a little uncomfortable. I like everybody's kind of just over it. We all probably know we shouldn't be out as much as we are, but it's kind of happening. I don't know. What, what's your take on that? I mean, I, I read something that said, since we can't have graduations in gymnasiums and stadiums, why don't we just let the graduates march through Walmart and Lowe's and Home Depot and announce them on a speaker? <laughs> you bring up a good point. Like, I was thinking about this earlier today that what is the definition of essential versus non-essential? Because I've seen some pretty funny memes now that we're kind of lightening up. We're phase one here in North Carolina and the non-essential workers, some of them are returning to work. And I saw a funny meme that somebody posted about, it was just like one of those graphics that said, hey, just so you guys know, while you non-essential workers were at home, us essential workers have been driving to work every morning and we've really yeah. appreciated that the traffic isn't so bad. And by the way, the speed limit's now 100. <laughs> yeah. So don't mess this up, guys. <laughs> don't mess this up. Yeah. But it's weird that like essential, non-essential and like your Lowe's and Home Depot, for example, are essential because apparently they sell seeds and seeds are food is kind of the way that that's gamed into it. And I was thinking about it like if you're a business owner, your business is essential. It really doesn't matter what it is. It's essential to you. It's the way that you provide for your family. It's the way that you provide a, a livable wage for your employees. So it doesn't really much matter what the business is. You could be a dance studio. You could be a restaurant. It's essential to that person. But the, I think the spirit of the law is, right? Like if we don't need to do it, let's not spread the disease. But yeah, I went to Lowe's. Like we mentioned last time, it was crazy busy. I got a funny story, man, about going to the airport and coming home because I got the opportunity to purchase a truck from a family member in Florida. My father-in-law sold me his truck. It's awesome. So I jumped on Frontier, which is the super cheap airline for like... $35 or something crazy for the flight ticket to fly down there on Sunday and drive the truck back home. It's about an eight hour drive. So I get to the airport and 
everybody's doing their thing. We're social distancing the right way. Nobody's getting anywhere near each other. We're wearing masks. We're not touching stuff. We're just all following the rules best we can. And a couple of the restaurants are open. I got there really early because I was bored and I just figured why not. And I just did laps around the airport, just like I was exercising, just walking and walking. (laughs) And everybody's doing their part to do the social distancing. Nobody's right on each other, nothing. So we finally get to the place where we can board the airplane. And no joke, this flight is sold out 100%. Every seat in the whole thing is sold out. And it's so comical because it's like, why did we just waste the last three hours social distancing if we were going to cram on top of each other in this small metal tube for three hours. <laughs> I thought they were supposed to make uh, make it so that you couldn't sit on flights like that. So apparently not. Apparently not. Because I remember seeing in the news people and uh, airlines announcing every other row and stuff like that. And even saw a couple of videos people posted about like, this plane is too full. And they're showing the video around. And the lady two seats down was totally doing that on our flight as well. But uh, it was a little crazy. People are like, yeah, I know it's bad, but we got places to go. Yeah, well, airline, airplanes in general don't seem like a logical place for social distancing. Right. Think about it. You're sharing the air through a ventilation system that's circulating that air. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, we all kept our masks on. We did our jobs best we could, I suppose. The lady next to me literally cleaned her entire seat area with Perel. Like she would just put it on her hands and then wipe the seat down. And so she was super clean anyways. It's like the modern day holy water. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. It's like, exactly. It's the gasoline in Mad Max to where we are today. That's what it is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It surpassed toilet paper. (laughs) But uh, also on the flight, there was this lady who was two seats behind me. And she was chatting up with the people I think she just met. And they were talking the whole time. It was only a two-hour flight or whatever, but gregarious laughter, having a good time, talking about all the fun stuff. One of them were from Denver, and he was talking about smoking weed a lot, and she was laughing and making jokes, and uh, whole flight. So we land, and the guy right in front of me, who had been trying to sleep, comments on this baby that's crying two rows up. And he's like, oh, man. You feel bad when somebody brings a crying baby onto an air flight. And he's saying it loud enough for everybody to hear, like he's making an announcement. And he's like, but, you know, in all reality, it's a baby, and it doesn't know any better. So you can't get mad at the baby. But you can get mad at, like, some asshole that talks the whole flight really loud. And he just starts going on and on about how this person was so rude for talking the whole time, loud enough for everybody to hear. And everybody was just kind of cracking up about it. That's a good one. Is that the highlight of your flight? Yeah, that was about it. I mean, you don't really talk to many people when you got masks on. I think that's also a little weird. Have you noticed that you can't really gauge people's facial expressions when everybody has a mask on? It just makes communicating weird. And we all sound like, yeah, how was your day? I think uh, that was (laughs) But man, it's, I did find though, and I wanted to tell you about, cause I downloaded an audiobook who I thought was about the gentleman who you had told me about who was a motorcycle rider. Cause his last name was Pert. Isn't there a guy whose last name is Pert. That's a motorcycle guy. Yeah. The drummer from rush. That's the guy. Okay. So that's the book I got. It's called ghost rider. And I had no idea like what this gentleman went through. Ghost riders, a story of him tragically losing his 19-year-old daughter in a car accident. And then a year later, his wife passes away from cancer. And then in a couple months, his dog dies. And then his best friend goes to prison. And so he's kind of, 
his whole life has been turned upside down. So he jumps on his motorcycle and he drives all the way around Canada up to Alaska, down through North America, down to Mexico in kind of journals, what he calls the healing road of just how he didn't want to stand still. And so he just needed to keep moving. So he's by himself. He put a tent in a, in a little backpack on the back of his motorcycle and went down gravel roads, big expressways, crashed once in Mexico, this crazy story. It was a very interesting book. So uh, wait, where did you pick it up? Audible. I listened to it in the in the car ride back from Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah, you you completed it. I've I got like an hour left, so I don't know if there's a big twist ending. Don't tell me. <laughs> but I no assume, no no, it's great. Yeah yeah. I assume he gets back with yeah. Rush because I looked it up and they did more songs after the fact. But I did happen to notice when I was checking to see if it was the guy who I thought it was that he did pass away in February. So, yeah, unfortunately we lost Neil Peart. That band was amazing. And that's a different story, but yeah, I, I finished that book while I was in my first quarantine healing from Achilles tendon surgery. Oh really? And, uh, yeah. So that's where, that's where I finally got around to reading it. And my, my physical therapist told me that an injury of that nature needs to, you're going to most likely experience grief. Right. The stages of grief of losing someone. So I remembered that book and picked it up and on Audible as well and listened to it in its entirety. And funny story around that that story as well. I just wrote a 2,000-word editorial piece for Roadrunner Motorcycle Touring Magazine, and they picked up the story with my photos. But I talk about that book in there and how it helped me to relate to empathy and how riding a motorcycle helps me stay in touch with the world around me and, and helps me remain and grow in empathy and how motorcycles are a great vehicle for, for those times we need to process things. Right. Yeah. He mentioned many times in the book about going through his mental playlist, his mental jukebox is what he called it. Just playing all the songs in his mental jukebox and how when he would not ride that day, he would feel like he didn't have time to process and he would just find himself angry, which, you know, I think a lot of us right now in this kind of COVID lockdown time are looking for things that are maybe a little meditative, something that you can maybe do a little sweating and do repetitive motion to feel like we're, we're doing something with our, with our bodies where we can't really get out of the house much. And so I made a short list of things like if you're looking for something to do or you're feeling anxious or you're feeling like yeah, this lockdown has gone on too long and you're just getting angry and snapping at the people who are sharing your home with you. Um, here's some things that might be a good thing to try this weekend and see what you come up with too, Josh. But landscaping or gardening came to mind as something that can be pretty meditative and pretty accessible to us all. Thanks that Lowe's and Home Depot are the only thing that are open. So uh, walking the dog, I love walking my dog. Do you ever walk your dog, Josh, or do you just let him out in the yard and play with him? My dog's living in a farm on a farm in Virginia right now. Too. Oh, that's he's right. Longer, that's right. Living here. Yeah. You send him up the upstate to the farm, but he's actually there. That's not like the thing you tell your kid when your dog got hit by a car. Yeah, my dog didn't get hit by a car. <laughs> he, found a, he found a he found a perfectly fine home for he's, a while. He's actually on a farm in Virginia. <laughs> actually on a farm, yeah. I was thinking also running, riding your bike, whether it's motorized or non-motorized. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, two wheels move the soul. Yeah. And gardening. I've been gardening. That's been therapeutic. Right. You know, we talked about this back when uh, Neil Bailey was on and everything, and I don't think we've covered it on the show yet, but, or did we? You went out and test drove a motorcycle for me. 
that I that I'm gonna purchase. That's pretty exciting, man. Yeah, that was exciting, and that was interesting how that guy was social distancing. Yeah, he didn't get within 15 feet of us. No, 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 no. So yeah, this this motorcycle was uh, was really good for you, Joe. I'm excited for you. Yeah, me too. Just waiting for the title to come back. He was he was very social distancing. In fact, when I went to give him the money, he didn't even want to touch it. He just asked me to open up his car door and throw it in his car. Yeah, he said, "Don't mind the body. Just throw the money in the car." <laughs> yeah, but I'm super excited about. I got all the gear. I got the helmet. I went and took the core. I got my learner's permit. And I've he been printed watching. a PDF, people. He printed a PDF. I printed a PDF, and then I I went and took the test and passed it, easy peasy. And I've been watching a ton of YouTube videos about like how to ride safe and instructional videos and how stuff works on a motorcycle, just trying to pass the time. But I'm really anxious to get that motorcycle. And it's probably still going to be another two weeks because I'm sure that the titles are going out slow because of, you know, COVID and everybody's a little overworked at the DMV, it seems like. Well, keep the hope alive, Joe. This is a shitty week anyway, weather-wise. So uh, yeah, that was the yeah. thought I had. It's like I'm not riding anything this week, anyways. It's raining all week, so get all that rain out now. <laughs> <laughs> but also, hiking would be an option. Kayaking is. Uh, I was talking to a buddy who has recently started the kayaking, which is and it's surprisingly affordable. Like if you go to REI or whatever, you can pick up a kayak for less than two hundred dollars. There's a lot of places that rent them out, but it's just good. It's repetitive motion and it's a place to just do some thinking. Yeah. Hey, can we do a little show and tell? Yeah, sure. What you got there? A giant ruby? I want to show this and tell about it. Look at that. I got that at a dinner party where Rod Stewart played in England. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. And you... It's like the greatest paperweight ever. <laughs> it's like a giant blue diamond for those of you who can't see it. Yeah. It's nice, right? So when you say you got it at a dinner party, how did you get it? Did you just take it from said dinner party? (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you asked. (laughs) I was a guest, and each person had one of these sitting in front of them on their placemat with their (laughs) name by it. So that was like uh, the thing that holds your name tag. That's right. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, Good things, man. Good. These are good things you're, you're dishing out, Joe. Ways to, I like the physical, repetitive nature of these things and being outdoors. We really need that as people, right? No matter how introverted we are or how yeah. non-athletic we are, it's very important to remember to go out and, and move right. kinetically. And I know that's probably a big part of what your article was about. When do we get to see that article? When is it coming out? They're going to work it in as soon as possible. So I just spoke with the uh, editor over there today and just now sending over the final word doc and all that jazz and the photographs and all that. So he said it would be as soon as they could work it in. So that's exciting. I look forward to talking about that more. Yeah, maybe that'll open up some opportunities for you to do more things like that. Yeah, I know, right? I just, I've always been that kind of guy. When the tough gets going, they go and get a motorcycle and make something. <laughs> Our title sponsors for this show are Diane Kinlaw and Jamie Tulak. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or wish to refinance, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the triangle housing market better than the back of her hand? As your local lender, Diane Kinlaw knows how important this area is to you because it's her home too. 
That's why she's made it a goal not to just be the best loan officer around, but a community leader supporting small businesses with referrals and networking events and supporting local charities with frequent fundraisers. If you're looking to move to Holly Springs or the surrounding area, or maybe interested in a refinance to lower your term or rate, Diane offers a wide array of programs to fit your family's needs. Let her be a part of your path home. A home doesn't have to be a dream. Let Diane make it a reality. You can contact us at www.goprime.com and search for Diane or call 919-624-9541. GoPrime Mortgage Incorporated, company NMLS number 69551. Diane Kinlaw, NMLS number 1600777. GoPrime is an equal housing opportunity lender. Today's show sponsor, Jamie Tulak of eXp Realty, has a passion for serving clients and nearly a decade of industry experience as a top producing realtor and designer. Jamie Tulak of eXp Realty will help you reach your real estate goals. Whether you're buying, selling, investing, or renting in today's market, having an experienced real estate expert working for you is crucial. And don't forget to ask her about her hometown heroes credit for military, police, firefighters, teachers, and medical providers. Contact Jamie Tulak today at 559-707-1913. That's 559-707-1913. MRP certified. Which now that I have one coming, I was chatting with you the other day on the phone and we said, man, we should do a networking group that's like a ride group where you get together and you ride and then you do some networking. I love how the, this period of our life is bringing out the manhood in, in, <laughs> in my friends. I'm seeing you do this and one of my partners has a full beard now and I just learned yesterday that he just bought a Jeep Wrangler. Yeah. So I'm so proud of my friends, you know, I feel like. <laughs> We're becoming more... Becoming like grown-up real people. Real yeah, men. We're, we're, we're doing what John Eldridge talked about in Wild at Heart. We're letting that natural thing kind of come to life. It's interesting. Yeah, it is. You know? and, and that's the, yeah. And it's strangely enough, as a result of the times we're living in, it's sort of pumping that out of us in a, in a way. Look at my right. new pocket. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's a good one. It's super lightweight. I was yeah. looking at... Um, I don't know why I've been in the mood to shop, like you're saying, just like manly type accessories i've been looking for a really nice leather cigar holder and flask and i and i found one that i really liked and then i realized i shouldn't buy it because i shouldn't be carrying a flask on a motorcycle <laughs> uh, so i didn't buy it <laughs> that's <laughs> but, hilarious but uh yeah. it was it was really cool and i had it in my shopping cart but then i thought i don't know if i would not carry that around and so that's probably a dumb idea so you know, I'm surprised that flasks are still around since horses were replaced by automobiles. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, yeah, speaking of good books, I've been reading Hemingway lately. I've always kind of secretly liked Ernest Hemingway, and now I'm really, like, spending time with these stories that he left us. And they're, yeah. uh, Audible just dropped this uh, 24 previously unrecorded uh, short stories by Hemingway. That's oh, really? interesting. I think the short stories are pretty cool. I like short stories. I'll have to check yeah. that out. I got two credits right now, so I'm looking for, for cool new stuff. I read the new the new book that Donald Miller put out, Marketing Made Simple. I mean, read. I listened to it on Audible. It's a good listen. Also, by way of things that I'm binging, I thought I wanted to tell you about this show on Netflix that's a great show to watch with your kids. Uh, it's called Magic for Humans. And what magic it is, for is humans. magic for humans. It's a guy, it's very similar to like a David Blaine kind of close up magic, but without any gross factors. 
And so he's just, uh, and he's really funny. He kind of reminds me of the guy from Psych. He's got really funny jokes and he's got an awkward sense of timing. And it really kept me laughing the whole time through the whole show. And he does these pretty amazing close-up magic tricks. Like, for example, he did one where he had a, he had a stack of bologna and he was shuffling it like it was a card deck. And he told this little kid to pick a slice of bologna, any slice of bologna, and he, he picked it out. And then he told him to take a bite out of it. And the kid took a bite out of it. Then he said, all right, put it back in the deck. And he fake shuffled the bologna. And then he had everybody stand back a little bit. And he, he said, now watch this car window. They happen to be on the street. He does a lot of it on the street. And he's like, watch this car window. And he chucks the handful of bologna at the car window. And uh, he had the kid hold on to the bite piece that he had so he could match it. And then the bologna bounces off the car window, but then stuck to the inside of the, of the locked car window is the piece of bologna with the hole missing out of it. And he has a little kid go up to it and make sure that it's his piece. And then he's like, <laughs> okay, well, you guys have a good day. This is your car, right? And they're like, no, that's not our car. <laughs> and then he goes on to the next <laughs> one. <laughs> that's funny, Joe. But it's, it's a good show. I liked it. Well, I got a 30-day trial of uh, Netflix right now, so maybe I'll, I'll try that one Yeah, out. it's only three seasons and they're short. You like it. It's a good one. Yeah. I Usually when we come to this part of the show talking about our binging, I'm lost because I don't binge on shows like you do, Joe, but I'm trying to. But I, I, I have been binging on a couple of things, and one of those is birds. And I came across this little cartoon today, which I think – accurately describes my response look at this it's a cat looking out the window eating a bag of catnip and at the bottom it says nest flicks he's just watching the birds yeah yeah so that's that's kind of my (laughs) world that plus the gardening thing and then the cycling thing and then the homeschooling thing and then the cooking thing and then the weekend motorcycle thing and then the church thing and then the small group thing and then the but by the time i like and then also, I'm really I'm at the point in my skills now. I've sharp, I've gone back to fundamentals in, in, in my editing workflows and both videos and photos. And I invested in this wonderful printer, this Canon Pro printer. And I've been on the phone with them and figuring out prints. So I'm just now completing that sort of process, and it's really satisfying. Yeah, that's very cool. I one thing that we've been talking about pretty regularly through this COVID thing is what do we think is going to remain different after this is over? And along that line, I was talking to another podcaster, Jenny Midgley, who's uh, on the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. It's kind of like our sister podcast. And she also manages social media for clients. And she was just letting me know that like that whole time of day thing, like when's the right time to publish is out the window. Like you can just publish whenever now because the whole work hours, work day thing is just so upside down that it doesn't even really matter anymore what time you post on Instagram or Facebook because people are just running with their own schedule nowadays, which I think is a good thing to not be so married to the nine to five schedule. Yeah, that's interesting. I like it as well. Life is too short to be married to a nine to five schedule for your entire life. It's just too short. There's a bit of freeness in this season where it's like, if you want to go walk the dog for an hour in the middle of the day, do that. Why not? Just work till six or work a little bit at night. Yeah. As long as it doesn't shift too much. I mean, there's a lot of people now I've heard that are, especially in California for some reason, but there's a lot of unemployment checks that are bigger than the checks that we receive So it might cause some stuff with the economy, but yeah, I keep wanting to share this about the Clark Howard podcast 
He's a financial guru and, and not a real Eastern meditation guru, but like an American guy who drives a Tesla kind of guru, a financial guy, married mm-hmm. with kids, all that. But but he, he's dishing out some great up-to-date information about mortgages and tuition and the economy in general and specifics and airlines and just how things are going. Clark Howard is good, great resource. I'll have to check that out now that you've said it like four times. The, uh, uh, my wife mentioned to me this morning, cause we did apply and, and received money from the PPP uh, program for my business. And uh, it looks like that they keep changing the rules on what you can pay back and what's forgivable. It's seemingly like day by day. And so we didn't spend any of the money cause we didn't know exactly how it was going to pan out, but it looks like it's not all going to be forgivable for us. And I think that's the case for more and more people as they keep kind of revising the what is a forgivable part of those PPP loans. Oh, wow. Take that to the PPP, brother. <laughs> I also was talking to a gentleman the other day, and I wanted to bring it up on the show because I think it's such a such an interesting topic that we're all excited for people who own restaurants to be able to open their restaurants and get their livelihood back. We're excited for them as business owners and to be able to have their employees receive a paycheck again. We're probably all a little skeptical and wondering if the timing's right because of the current state of COVID. But it's not now anyways, but soon when they open up the restaurants again. But what they'd said in the in the order is when they open up the retail businesses that they can only open to 20% of the fire marshal's occupancy. And I was just thinking, what restaurant whose restaurant's numbers work at 20% occupancy. It's almost like they might as well not be open. They might actually lose more money if, yeah. if restaurants are forced to open with only 20% occupancy because now they got more staff coming in and that they have more overhead because they have people coming in. And it might Sad. make it more prohibitive for them. They might actually lose more <laughs> money by opening. That's crazy to think about. I hope somebody's thinking about that. I mean, I'm sure if you own a restaurant, you're thinking about it, but I hope somebody from the from the standpoint of the reopening is thinking about that. Yeah, that's interesting, Joe. Unless you're buying like a $200 steak and just drinking a bottle of whiskey, I don't think any restaurant's making money with 20% open. Yeah, maybe there should be a disclosure that every patron should be required to spend seven times the amount they normally would. <laughs> yeah, there you go. To make up for it. So let me ask you, because I know what my answer is. How badly do you miss eating out at restaurants on a scale like one to 10? I don't really miss it, bro. I just That's what I, I was going to say. I, I don't yeah. even know if it's a one or a two. It's like I thought I would well, miss it a lot, but. Yeah, maybe because we don't have that place that we go. Like some people yeah. have that place, you know. Yeah. There have been a couple times where I would really like to go sit down with a friend over a cup of coffee or a beer. But. I've never really had the like, man, I wish I could go sit down and eat other than going on a date with my wife, which I find very enjoyable, having a reason to get out of the house and sit down and have a meal together. But yeah, I don't miss it as much as I thought I would. Yeah. I do. I am looking forward to maybe the shoe stores reopening because my shoes are pretty, pretty bad and they're letting in water during the rain. So the shoe store, (laughs) of course, do you guys sort of those online? I probably could. Do you guys venture out much or are you pretty much locked in there? No, I don't, we don't venture out much. We stay home. We stay home a lot unless it's food or 
absolute necessity kind of stuff. So I have a gig today. I have to go. We're doing my company's doing more live streaming now. So we're that setting up and running live stream. We're doing a virtual awards show tonight for a large company that has team members all over the U.S. So that's exciting. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going out for that, but there's like there's a lot of respect and, and, and rules of engagement in corporate environments. So, but yeah, other than that, home a lot. Yeah, and that's okay. Virtual events are pretty interesting. I haven't attended many of them, but I've done a few. And um, last time I mentioned how in that game Fortnite, they're having concerts come up from Epic Games. And I was at the DMV's office today, again, doing our social distancing thing, wearing all the wearing all the right stuff, getting a title for the truck that I drove down to buy from Florida. And I saw an ad, and so I looked it up, and I told my kids to sign up for it. But if you're within 50 miles of Epic Games, which is in Cary, you can go to epicgames.com forward slash UX and sign up to get paid to test their video games. You just have to be ages 13 to 18. Really? Yeah, so I told my daughters to sign up. I'll let you know if anything comes of it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I got a great idea for some. I'm going to pass that on. Thanks, Joe. That's a that's the highlight of this whole hour. I think. Yeah, man. Epic that's Games exciting. forward slash UX. You can sign up as an adult too, and I did it just because. Why not? I'll see if they send me an email and ask me if they want me to test anything. Or I think forward slash UX. UX, yeah, like as in user experience. My, some uh, funny story. My neighbor just set up a bird cam because he had a bird nest under his deck. Mm-hmm. And so a robin laid some eggs there. And then he posted on this Dads of Apex Holly Springs Carry Facebook group. And apparently, some dad in that group is on the search committee for WRAL stories. And uh, the news picked up the bird cam and did an article about a dad's bird cam shows the some sort of symbolic power of a robin and and her, the cycle of life so that was pretty cool my yeah. neighbor is now famous for his bird cam <laughs> that's nice you're like come on i care way more about birds than this guy I'm the news of the <laughs> i've been hearing your birds the whole time we've been <laughs> like right outside your window congrats dude i'm really <laughs> happy for you <laughs> yeah well that's awesome man well hopefully we'll be we'll continue to be safe and hopefully start opening up a little bit more and more as well as i don't know the numbers aren't really encouraging here in north carolina as far as dropping significantly but they're not going up significantly either so at least there's that (laughs) at least there's that at least there's that all right josh it's been fun thanks everybody for listening and we will see you guys next time This show is produced at Podcast Carry, a professional studio making podcasting simple and fun. Located in Vibe Coworking in Cary, North Carolina. Want to start a podcast to create great content for your business and establish yourself as a thought leader in your city? Go to podcastcarry.com, connect with your audience, grow your brand. We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. Get unstuck, tell a better story, and have a good answer to the question, what are you doing today?